Maybe it was an iguana. It was no iguana. Maybe a, uh, you know how they say there are uh, alligators in the sewers? Alligators in the sewers. All we're trying to say is maybe you just probably imagined it. I couldn't have imagined it. Maybe it was a pervert or deformed kid or something. A deformed kid. Maybe uh, an elf or a leprechaun. It was nothing like that. <laughs> Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Oh, tell me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. My name's Adam. My name is Nathan, and this is episode number 24 for February 25th, 2020. For those just joining us, where have you been? (laughs) We're kind of in the middle of something here, but uh, Nathan, you've never seen E.T.? I can say I've never seen E.T. Well, I've seen it now, but truthfully having now seen et i had never seen et that's interesting so much like previous week's episode i had not seen rocky nathan had seen it many times and held it in high regard and now we're pretty much doing the same thing but flipped and having just talked about rocky and hearing your story with it I'm almost very similar time-wise. Because we were talking about getting the VHS set in like grade 7 or 8 or something. So even though we're speaking of 1982's Steven Spielberg's E.T. the Extraterrestrial. uh, 82. So it's both of these movies out before we're born. Right. I do recall... Uh, being present when it was on when I was very young in fact I have vivid memories of being at my future wife's house watching it oh boy I was best friends with her brother uh, also named Nathan there you go Uh, and I was terrified of E.T. so all I really remember is hiding under a blanket and it was like one of those crochet blankets so there was like perfect huge holes that you could yeah. still watch through but i don't really remember many parts i the only things i think i re- could recall is uh like the cornfield scene which obviously would terrify any human being uh, <laughs> and yeah not much else um but it wasn't until I was about grade seven, maybe six. Um, I, my family went to Universal Studios, Florida. We went on the ride. Yeah. And I recall waiting in line and there was the TVs to entertain you <clears throat> while you're waiting. And there was like trivia that would go on. And I was watching it and like... I don't know any of these answers. Like, I don't know if I have seen this. I, I know I I had, but obviously 
just didn't retain any of it. And I think I've mentioned on the show before that VHS tape that we watched of my future wives ended up at my family's house and we had it adopted it until adulthood. (laughs) It was just ours. Uh, and then I finally gave it back when we began courting. Uh, so there's, there's a bit of a connection there, but I still didn't watch it until I was like 10 to 12 years old or something. Okay. Uh, so I guess we went on the ride. I figured I'm, I'm brave enough now to watch this, this movie. And I must've just like watched it a ton after that because I, uh, yeah, it became a big thing. I even got a sweatshirt from Universal Studios and Ooh. it had the uh, the neon sign and E.T.'s head's kind of coming over with his finger. I wore that a lot <clears throat> at school and was known for it. <laughs> E.T. became a big part of my life. So yeah, I've seen it a lot. Um, I guess I started watching the VHS. I have here beside me we were just earlier talking about box sets. Yeah. <laughs> I have this monstrosity of a set. Uh, the ultimate gift set, it's called. It would not fit on any reasonable shelf. But it does open up and there's a smaller case inside. But it has a uh, certificate of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Signed by E.T.? Uh, no signatures. Okay. But it says what the gift set includes. The 2002 theatrical feature DVD. That was when they re-released it. What's so that? that's on one of the discs. And then the original theatrical feature DVD. And then there's a bonus materials DVD. And the soundtrack. Hmm. Which isn't in here because I just keep it with my music. And then there's a book. I love books. E.T. the Extraterrestrial from Concept to Classic, the illustrated story of the film and filmmakers. I like that. That was on my shelf. I put it in here for dramatic purposes. <laughs> this is the case that's usually on my shelf. Let's with see the, four the discs. thing. Which one? This CD or the discs, just the cover. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to. So that would go on my shelf. It's It's a decent size. And then, yeah, inside we've got, like, the little insert from the soundtrack. And then includes, I think this is more what the certificate's for, a frame from the film. And it's numbered. Yeah, it's a little, it's a frame from when E.T.'s saying, I'll be right here. And it's uh, sealed You'll see I also have a Spider-Man one from a similar box set. We'll get to all this stuff when we talk physical media. <laughs> but uh, And there are beauties of them. So this set is the 20th anniversary. I had to lend the movie to you. Yeah, I've almost cause... bought it. Like I think it's like on 4K for 10 bucks. <laughs> oh, I should get that. So yeah, just like um, Jurassic Park. I've got several copies of this not as intentionally as what i've done with jurassic park but we still have that infamous vhs uh this dvd set and then i lent you the blu-ray 30th anniversary so 10 years later bought it again it's a very nice 
restoration from the original film to Blu-ray. So there's a bit of a history lesson history for you all. <laughs> so I've seen it many times watching it like, like many movies. I, I barely need to watch it cause I just know everything that's happening on the screen. I could quote the majority of it, uh, but it's still a delight to watch. So now, you, <laughs> now, now my turn you, to speak. Yeah, so I'll preface this with, uh, you told me we're going to have a lot to talk about, which yeah. worries me. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm like, this could go one way. I, I hope that you don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> I hated E.T. Untrue. No, I did not hate it at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did not hate it at all. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, having so I know I have seen parts, but it's just now I'm thinking these parts are like maybe it was on in the background at like some get together when you're a kid, and then also just like all the famous scenes where yeah. it's just like. When it's well, just yeah. like same with Rocky. It's like I knew a lot of things about it right. going in, e- even if I hadn't seen clips. It's referenced or yeah, just, or cl- like or, famous clips in the the bike and yeah. uh, the yeah the bike across the moon, the Elliot. Music. I'll be right here. The music, yeah, all this stuff. stuff. So like, just soaked it in from pop culture, uh, but how it starts off multiple ets i if you gave me a million dollars i would have never said there's multiple ets i would have assumed there's like another one in the ship when they pick them up yeah but like that you see a ton of them at the beginning yeah i had no clue that this (laughs) i'm like what the hell is this well yeah definitely if it was just on in the background that's something you could easily miss too because they don't draw a ton of attention to it and it's right at the beginning right at the beginning it's just like little mermaid they're barely going over there's so many things in movies where it's like the beginning is forgotten i feel like you know what i mean like it's uh it's not an afterthought but like you can easily miss that. And like, if you catch it on TV, if you're not there right away, right. It's yeah. all this stuff. So yeah, that was interesting. And I was not, I was conscious, like trying to think of like, am I watching a special edition here? I didn't know. No, I, that's other than the fact that it was Blu-ray. I didn't want to give you this set because it does have, that 2002 has walkie-talkies instead of guns yeah so but i was like looking and it's just like and like at the beginning they don't have guns no right so like i'm thinking of all this stuff yeah this is like i've heard of people complain or talk about yeah there's only uh there's a couple extra scenes and then they change things and animate et's face a little bit more and some things are fine. Some things are a little too obvious. And the animation for its time was pretty good. But, like, looking at it now, it doesn't fit. Like, I don't know if it's just having seen it too many times. Right. You can check it out. 
I don't, it doesn't improve anything yeah. to me. Like what, uh, I did type it into Google or whatever. And I'm quite sure I didn't double check this, but it said release date, June 11th. Yeah. That Jurassic Park was released June 11th. And which is pretty special. Yeah. I so that's pretty cool. Steven Spielberg. And the thing about that, this was the highest grossing film of the time. And right. wasn't dethroned until Jurassic Park right. released the same date. Cool. Same director. And then that wasn't dethroned. And that's until 11 years later. Titanic. Right. Which was then dethroned, I think, 12 years later by Avatar. So two directors back to back take themselves out. Yeah, cool. So, 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 I thought that was pretty cool. I was looking into that. Uh, yeah, this movie apparently I don't I, I have no idea if it's still true. It was also the longest running theatrical release, which may be true because I feel like now they don't do that. Like a lot of this, these facts, you could say. It's because of the time, like yeah. people didn't have home videos right at the time. So yeah, you would go see a movie and this doing so well, why would you take it away? Cause right. it's not like it's coming out on video. So yeah, it ran for over a year. I read. See, that's insane. Yeah. Like to think of, but Titanic we... did that. I, I feel right. too. What did Titanic? Or, or I know it was re-released. Right. Like, so it might have been. The Lion King was re-released because I saw it the second time it came out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting that that existed. Where it's just like a year from now, let's go see E.T. again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of cool. I kind of wish we lived in a world like that. But then we wouldn't have physical media on our shelves. Uh, yes, things to shop for. (laughs) So one of my first thoughts, just random notes as I'm watching it is like, just seeing like not making the connection about like everything in this movie and not really trying to predict anything and just sitting back and watching it. But then it's just like how helpless he looks. Right. And it's like. E.T. built that ship. <laughs> yeah. But Maybe. as the movie goes on, I feel there's a few things like that that no one cares about except me that are explained in that, first of all, the ship looks like a retro, like it is not like a scientific, realistic spaceship thing. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it almost looks like I don't know what you call it, but yeah, retro. Well, they're also uh, they in the I think in that book they refer to him as a drone. He's just a worker, so okay. that ship could just be like I don't know a shuttle type or landing thing that whatever. does have power to produce rainbows, though. Well, see, and then that. That is easily explained too, like how our rainbows actually formed. It's just moisture in the air. Right. So really it's like yeah, maybe that's just their exhaust and the light hit it right, so there's a rainbow. Yep. But yeah, that was one of my early notes 
just because I, I know the film, but uh, not a lot is explained. No. Or not, at least not like exposition type ex- explanation. Right. Like, this is happening because of this. Which I'm good with in certain aspects. And then there's a couple major things that I don't like. Maybe they are explained and I didn't pick them up, but I don't think they are. But so my understanding of they built the ship well, if they can move things with their mind, why can't they build yeah. the ship? <laughs> yeah, you see him building something out of just household junk later. Right. That apparently was a working transmitter of some kind. Some actual engineer put together stuff. I don't think it went to space or anything. But like, yeah, who knows? it was like, yeah, this hooks up to this and this actually sends a signal. Uh, yeah, so they could... So why can't they build <laughs> my experience with ET? I will get into this. Like I had gone on the ride at Universal, yeah. and I could probably it was probably nineteen ninety three or four, or no ninety two or ninety three because my mom was pregnant with my sister, so she couldn't go on the ride on the bikes. But they there was another handicap thing and it was like you're on the spaceship she said i should look this up because i'm sure there's stuff on youtube Hmm. that's the one thing where it's like so that ride's gone now and it's just so sad (laughs) but it's like at least it's on youtube still and you can (laughs) watch it there but then go on it much just once and then a second time like on another trip so i've been on it twice in my life we went when we were there. Okay, so, so three times. Three. Uh, the thing with that ride is you give them your name at the beginning. Yeah. And you always listen. I've, I don't think I ever heard my name said. And I, I, I distinctly remember me. one of the first times and it being like so mumbly. And yeah, not you can barely good. understand. But it. I think they fixed it as maybe the years went on. They actually had. Yeah. Uh, right. But that's interesting because my experience with the ride, two things, we can talk about our bet, but then also <laughs> uh, just like where you're going through E.T.'s planet on the ride. Yeah. And it's just like me, myself, not having seen the movie, it's just like, there's no, this is not like the movie. Like what the images I've seen, it's yeah. like, what is, this is a cartoon all of a sudden. Yeah, but you... You get elements of that in the ship, though. In at the, the ship, beginning. you see. Again, it's not fully explained, but you, you can it's gather like that this is stuff that they've collected from other planets, right? So it's kind of cool because, yeah. like at first, on the ride, I was always thinking, "There's no, <laughs> like, there's no, nothing from the movie that informs this." But there is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, bit, thinking, yeah. like, how I've never seen any image or anything. So, we can talk about our bet. So, in the lineup, in the queue for the ride, it's like you're going through the Redwoods and stuff. And it's awesome. I love the lineups, all that kind of stuff. And then there's this uh, guy, and he looks like a spacesuit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, me being retarded start complaining about it i don't even know how it comes up but it's just like that's obviously not from the movie and you insisted and obviously knew it (laughs) that it was from the movie and it's just like i could not comprehend that a nasa 
looking space walky yeah. Neil Armstrong suit was used in this movie, not like because I knew there was like this like uh scene where like a quarantine scene. Yeah. But I'm thinking like it's gonna be something like outbreak yeah. or something. It's like why or do like they look hazmat. like they're about to go on a spacewalk? Yeah. But it <laughs> It very much is in the movie, and it's just like I, I don't know what. I think it's weird that like they look like spacemen. Like why? It doesn't make any sense. It's obviously they know what NASA looks like. Yeah. This is nineteen eighty two. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> in that it, one it, scene, it is like a horror movie. Yeah, and just like the. Way- the way they're coming in and it's just like it is such a well one thing looking at it on this viewing trying to think of things that you may bring up (laughs) uh one thing early on i and again i know all these things but the movie is from a kid's perspective right you definitely get that vibe you don't see any adults' faces except for the mom. Like, you don't see the teacher or yep. even the people when they're looking for them. You see them at the end and everything. But everything's shot from the waist down. And then I didn't never really picked up on this, but that whole scene, the NASA invasion. Right. If you're thinking of it as a kid's perspective, it could seem like that. Like, you don't really listen to adults. Like, it's just that's not how that would play out. It would be someone coming to the door and probably not knocking, but just coming in saying, we know that there's something in your house. We need to quarantine. Right. They would explain themselves. They wouldn't just come in walking with their arms out in front of them. Right. One of them actually comes out and says, (laughs) like he's trying to scare. Yeah. Like there's a noise. And then there's a guy coming through the window, pushing through the blinds. It's like, why are you coming in that way? (laughs) Right. Like there's, it's ridiculous, but it's like to a child, it could feel like that. So this time around, it's like, I've never really thought of that, but maybe that's what they're actually going for. I'm somewhat okay with it. And it's also like, you do start seeing adults' faces once that's all like revealed. Yeah. So then it's just like, as Elliot meets people, you... Yeah. Well, the first one you see is the character named Keys. Right. Played by Peter Coyote. He. That's a great name. You know him from the keys which is funny because when i watched this when i was younger i think we called him jingly keys right because that's all that identified him and then it wasn't until later we found out in the credits his name is keys yeah so obviously not his real name but that's how they identify him yeah i'm okay 
like this isn't like beat me saying this is bad but it's just how the movie makes you feel about him right so like this is a first time watch i honestly thought he was a bad guy yeah he's not a bad guy yeah he, so he's just curious he, he could be like elliot grown up yeah pretty much so but the movie makes you think that he's a bad guy which is fine but it is like a little all movies all the time are manipulative but it's just like why am i like when elliot hasn't seen him no one's seen him right it's the camera like elliot doesn't even know this guy exists so it's not you can't say it's from the kid's perspective well he does see him when he goes out into the woods and he's tossing out the Reese's right pieces, you see him there you see him there so right and he's there because that's where he landed or whatever yeah so he's look he can tell that maybe this guy knows yeah. something it's just like yeah i don't know it's almost it's just a weird thing lots of movies do it where it's like no it's the like even okay the two towers where it's not the same but like you think it's they're trying to make you think it's saruman but it's gandalf yeah it's not the same thing i guess but like just odd because it's just like but it's not the bad guy it's the good guy so like uh mistaken identity or whatever i'm fine with it yeah i like it because even at the end there's all this stuff going on and it's kind of what elliot was afraid of because he's like they'll do a lobotomy on him or something right and it's like well yeah they, they're gonna want to study him right but they're also trying to save him yeah but he's yelling you're killing him and all this stuff but like yeah really it kind of yeah it, it does manipulate you a little bit because the whole first uh two-thirds are adults are the bad guys basically right. yeah uh and then yeah even um they're chasing Michael when he's on the bike to go find E.T. Like, yeah. there's a whole chase. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they could have been, like, shooting at him or something, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the ride. One thing, like, that ride was awesome. Uh, when you f are flying and, like, you go over the ci city... Yeah. And like the same thing in Peter Pan. Yeah, it's a lot like and it and it's everyone like that is the best thing. <laughs> when it's like that perspective of like it's a miniature but it feels like you're high up. Yeah. Uh his design, E. T. I love him. Perfect gentle alien. Like he's not a villain. It's a cool, unique design. It's not just giant head humanoid. Yeah. He's ugly and cute at the same time. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird how they've pulled that off. <laughs> but at the same time, I could see, like, my aunt has a million stuffed ETs. She easily has probably 50 
<laughs> stuff these days. But uh, like the actual like hardness of them is like yeah, you'd want them like as a stuffed toy. He like I don't want to cuddle with a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's pretty squishy looking. So. Yeah, you see the plastic ones of him, right. and doesn't translate. No, because <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, are they playing Dungeons and Dragons at the beginning? Yeah, but are they actually? I think they couldn't, or uh, some rights type thing. So they they maybe rename it, but I don't even know if they say it. No, they don't say Dungeons and Dragons. No, but it's something like that. Some tabletop. Right. Uh, we call that RPG. Uh, yeah, I love how chaotic that scene is. And I feel like old movies did this a lot, or maybe just Spielberg movies. Some newer movies might try and do it, but like there's barely a focus on like who's talking. Right. People are just like he the one does... guy's on the phone. Elliot's trying to talk to someone. Someone's talking to someone else. And it's I'm just... trying to think of other examples. I know Jurassic Park at the Velociraptor cage. Yeah, there's but kind he... of two conversations going on. Right, but there's other movies. Spielberg, I know there's at least one other one I've noticed. And now I've noticed it in here too. Where like he'll do a scene and there is multiple conversations going on. Yeah. And it's just, a, it's, I, I like it. It's, it's, it seems it feels real. realistic yeah. because no everyone doesn't stop because it's weird sometimes it's like someone's turn to talk now it's this person's turn to talk they're just doing their own thing right yeah I love it uh it's just like I'm just looking at my notes here just writing down things as I saw them and then it's just like oh you see a tie fighter toy in his bedroom right yeah and then it's just like, oh, not thinking that there's going to be so many more Star yeah. Wars references. There's a few. Uh, throughout it, where it's just like, at first I was like, oh, that's a nice little hint. It's like, no, there's just like, it's overloaded. Uh, and yeah, it's just like, so Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980. Two years later, they're buddy buddies. It is interesting because if this happened nowadays... I would hate it, but I don't hate it in this movie because you know it, that they are friends. Not even that they're friends, but that is what you would expect a kid's bedroom to be like. It's different if it was today and it was like, they're pushing some other franchise and it's like, no one likes that that much. Right. (laughs) But Star Wars, like Empire is the second one. So it's already pretty established. And there was a lot of merchandising. I don't know. The word's not... I don't know what the word is, but it's just like, uh, not inside baseball. I don't even know what the phrase would be, but like the fact that John Williams does this movie and he does Star Wars and when Yoda walks by, the Yoda music is there during Halloween. So it's just like, that's, it's cool, Uh, but it's just like, it's a weird little, like, you're referencing yourself. Like John Williams wrote yeah. the music. So like it's cool. <laughs> but it's... Yeah, I wonder if that's in anything else that he gets to do that, like I don't know where. 
but uh, yeah, because I don't know. Maybe it's more just other people using his themes because he did he do. I have no recollection of themes or any music, but did he do uh, Ready Player One? I would assume so. Or actually, no, because it's not directed by Steve Spielberg. It was just produced? No. Or it directed. was directed? Then I would think so, because I yeah. feel like he just Who does knows? everything. We could look that up. So that but, probably has there, Yeah, you could see throwing stuff in there. But, uh, but yeah, I think I, I was keeping track of those Star Wars references, because there's the action figures. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, when Michael meets E.T. and he's saying, you have to say it. Say, I have absolute power. And he's like, you have absolute power. <laughs> so he does the voice. And then you it, see Yoda. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> so interesting it's like, because at first, it's just like, I'm not thinking of when this movie was made. And then it's like, oh, okay, so it's after Empire. Because at yeah. first, it's just like, this could be before. Yeah. And so that scene with him showing the action figures and all the other stuff on the desk right was just like they put out a bunch of stuff and it's yeah. like tell him what these are like it's not scripted at all right it's just him and saying, no i have to i think i think elliot is he isn't 100 i don't find him annoying yeah like it's just like this is how kids can talk and do speak so yeah. uh yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, crazy Spielberg is just going nuts, or his cinematographer with the lights in this movie. Like, I feel like this in like Close Encounters, he's just like <laughs> he's, he's just let loose with. Uh, I I yeah. barely noticed, but I'm so familiar with it. Maybe but just like phase like me. so many. Uh, just like this ship through the uh, trees, but then like the lights through the blinds, the lights in the garden shed thing. Yeah. All the stuff. Uh, yeah. Like when the spacemen come, and like it's just like crazy lighting. There's a couple ones I like when it's like the cops all walking on a line. He has a lot of shots like that where it's like the spread out. Uh, police cars yeah. and they're all in a line or like all the guys walking in this silhouette, the silhouette in the background yeah. uh, they didn't realize it like I've heard people say Bumblebee was a lot like E.T. yeah uh, which it is a lot yeah and then it's just like I didn't realize how much or it's just like it's the same neighborhood like it looks like the exact same location or like yeah, area kinda. of california but not even area i feel like neighborhood because like the housing the houses look like they're it's a subdivision but like yeah like concrete slabs deserty like looks the exact same yeah it's funny because as the, one thing like i'm have like problems in my mind like how did he build the ship okay this makes sense and then it's just like this is a giant closet. This makes no sense. No kid has this giant closet. And then it's like revealed that the closet's attached to the other bedroom. Yeah, it's like a a couple scenes later, it's like, oh, if that makes sense, it would yeah. be that big. Well, and the other thing is it's a real house. Okay. 
So that actually is, I don't think they've changed it right. to be like that. I think that yeah, was I one think, of the features. I don't remember because we moved when I was like two. But I think the house that we used to live in when I was a kid, uh, there was a closet that was a bedrooms attached. Uh, well, I mean, isn't even, this is, it's an ensuite, but don't your kids bedrooms have like an attached well yeah i guess they do so it's pretty much the same yeah i guess they do yeah yeah it is pretty big and it doesn't even look like a closet like (laughs) there's just stuffed animals and stuff like i do like that scene when the mom comes in and et's still yeah Yeah. that's good it's clever don't worry we'll get to my complaints but i did like it i genuinely (laughs) enjoy it it's hard not to like uh uh, there are people though like i after logging it on letterboxd i'm like let's see what the the people are saying and they're just some crazy like cynical people that's like this is the worst movie and it's just like what, what are their complaints um like i don't think it's perfect but i don't yeah, see how you can so say it's a bad movie you saying elliot's not annoying people saying he's an overactor. He's too emotional. And it's like, he, you, I think, do you have no heart? Like, <laughs> I feel, nothing. I'm not annoyed with the kids in Jurassic Park. What others, like, pe- people say, like, Spielberg has a reputation for working with kids. Like, I feel there's so many other movies. I was watching just a little bit of, uh, uh, Swiss Family Robinson on Disney Plus. And like that youngest brother, you just want to murder him. Like it's just like just screaming and squawking and not yeah. listening to he's his in mother. A, a lot of Disney movies. Like he's an old yeller. He's right? an old yeller and he's kind of annoying, but like in a good way in that I feel like he's supposed to be a little bit, but you don't actually want to kill him because I, f- I, f- I forget which one came first. He might be younger in that, so he's more forgivable right but he's funny too so he's he's annoying like if i was the older brother i would hate him but as an audience member it's like no he's funny but yeah uh hook is another one i don't hate the kids like jack is hilarious in that i find i like girl is not great but but i just i don't hate her i like jack and i don't know hook that well like i know it but i like when he's like aware of things and aware that things are funny when like things are going wrong for the pirates and stuff. Like it's, I like when kids know what, when he's smashing all the clocks, when he knows what's going on. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, so one thing talking about the kids, uh, this movie, he filmed in chronological order. Right. So they would understand it a bit more and have the emotional connection because they're acting with a puppet essentially, but to, to all of them, it was a character. So when it comes to the scene where he's dying, they're actually emotional about it because yeah, it's uh it's this thing. I like when, uh, like I like the practical effects of ET. Yeah. He looks cool. I love his neck stretch. Yeah. I think that is fantastic. Uh, it seems like that makes sense for like that creature somehow. Uh, yeah, it's 
<laughs> he's very weird because yeah it's like he is weird in that he can't walk he walks like a penguin so that's one thing in the re-release that they do change that i feel like is kind of an improvement at the beginning when he's running away yeah. from the adults and it's just like a light on a track basically yeah it's like how is he actually running that fast so yeah. how what they do he's he almost runs like a gorilla like he uses his arms to like right. propel himself so it's more of a, like a gallop <laughs> so it's all right that's probably the one thing that it's like okay i get why you changed it because it just looks like a light on a rail <laughs> the first time around but it's also fine because it's like you still don't fully see him head on it's in yeah. the in the grass so it's like he's hidden it's what, fine one like, thing that seems completely impractical by like a survival uh basic survival it's like his glowing chest or whatever it's just like that seems like can't you shut that off yeah <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like well. it seems like people are gonna find you if you have a glowing chest but i also feel like uh it explains or not explains but reveals his character that all the other ones are staying around the ship and he's just walking around like looking at the redwoods just like <sighs> like he's just curious right he's gone way too far so he shouldn't right. be that far they are all within like 20 feet of the ship right so yeah i think that just kind of reveals his curiosity because yeah that you definitely shouldn't be around anyone when that's going off uh i think the older brother looks like jesse eisenberg a little bit <laughs> uh the here's a problem i always have <clears throat> the cornfield makes no sense that there's a cornfield there it's the equivalent of the t-rex cliff it's worse and it's like why is that or how is that there because you they show their house and it's in a subdivision like on a hill yeah and it's like you don't ever see the side that that cornfield would be on but it's like there's no fence it's not their cornfield it doesn't seem like so it's like where is that why why and i don't think cornfields are up in the hills of pasadena or wherever yeah. the heck this is <laughs> It's just like there's desert everywhere. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's Spielberg thinking aliens, traditional like <laughs> cornfields. It's like setting. we're going to do a cornfield. Yeah. So that's maybe my only complaint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, drunk E.T. Yeah. Okay. This. Uh, how are they connected? What is this? Explain to me what is going on. So, that's, I under, like they yeah, say, that's, like he, he, they don't think the same; they feel the same. Okay, but it's just like, why did he choose Elliot to be like? Obviously, he is more. He has more of a history with Elliot versus Drew Barrymore. Yeah, but it's just like, did he choose to be connected? What is going on? Yeah, it's uh, that's one of the things I do like that they don't fully explain. It is just that one scene saying, "No, El Elliot feels his feelings." So yeah, they're uh, 
what, what however you'd call that em empathic i think is the word like like uh yeah Man not... mantis and guardians of the galaxy she calls herself an empath instead of a what do you call them? telepath telepath uh so yeah they have a empathic link it does yeah it doesn't explain why but he's the first one he met they kind of just stare each other down in the bedroom they're doing the like finger thing and it's like i don't know if it's just because yeah it doesn't really explain why other than he kind of takes him in and is protecting him i guess so i'm sure he's appreciative of that <laughs> yeah yeah it doesn't explain why but that's what's yeah what's going so on. like so the drunk scene i guess because et's getting drunk and is feeling a certain way it's not like elliot actually has alcohol in his system right it's not so and rise so, of skywalker so, <laughs> where they're transporting matter right so that's so and is it only going one way like Elliot's feelings, because when Elliot cuts his finger, E.T. isn't hurt. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's just like, yeah, isn't it, it's weird. I would say it does. It's it's not perfectly clear, but in that scene when he's at school and E.T.'s watching TV, right? There's the like kissing scene on the TV, All right? And he's feeling something, but Elliot's also kissing the girl. I don't think he's doing it because of the way E.T.'s feeling, but I think E.T.'s feeling something. It's. I think that might be the one time that it's clear that's going the other way. Her. I can't think of anything else that's specifically like that. Uh, but yeah, there's... Because the other scene, that's obvious that it's... Uh, only going to Elliot is when he's going and getting him food and then he E.T. opens the umbrella right and, and then Elliot scared. freaks out right like that I think as a kid I'm like what did he hear that like I didn't right I didn't get it first few times around right and then okay well, let's just get into it now I uh, thought we already were <laughs> <laughs> uh Genuine. I was genuinely shocked. Did you have any idea what I'm gonna say? I was genuinely shocked. When he died, when the brother finds a white ET in the ditch or in the creek. Oh, way. yeah, that's that, creepy and disturbing. Yeah, it's just like I I was not prepared for that at all. I thought he was gonna end up at the house by himself, ET, or there was he was doing something and he was fine. Yeah. And the fact, like, I don't recall in my whole life seeing an image of the white ET. So, yeah. like, holy cow. Like, at first, I thought it was another ET had died yeah. there or something. That was like my first thing that went through my brain. It was just like, what the heck's that? Uh, that was, I was genuinely shocked by that. Okay. So, let's get into that. Is ET sick and Elliot's not really sick and he's just feeling what, et feels and what okay why is he dying what is going on because i don't understand no one kills him no. purposely at least they and, don't really and yeah he's obviously sick before 
the like medical teams doing anything to him right so it's not like they cause so i don't understand that whole thing is like why why are why what is wrong my whole thought has always been earth's atmosphere like he they can be on other planets for so long but just like him breathing in eventually it's starting to affect him but then he just survived but then he just wakes up again yeah and he's fine well from a it perspective he just had to turn it off and on again (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i don't know that i can't tell if it's him faking his death or because I don't see how could the he, family or the, he's not, the people are faking his death. He's uh, he's passed out in a river. No, yeah, no. I I, I think it is just because uh, his family's coming for him, and his heart starts back up. Like Independence Day revives him. Like he, like the ship when all these guys come back, all the little doodads turn on. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's in they're in range. Yeah. Uh, or, speaking of in range, what if it was because the ship is getting farther and farther away from him? It's like uh, Independence Day or Star Wars Episode One, Avengers, where they are linked to the ship, and then as soon as you blow up that ship, then they all die. Maybe th- this is... A, an original thought being formed right now. <laughs> it sounds like it. But <laughs> it sounds like maybe one that's of those it. Things. I always just figured he's sick because he shouldn't be on Earth that long. Gets kick started, jump started when uh, when they come back and light him up. Uh, that's a good scene though when he's he thinks he's dead. I mean he is dead, and Elliot's having his moment. Like that's some good acting there. I, I'm. I don't think it's bad. I genuinely like when he is screaming, he's alive, and how happy yeah. he is. Yeah, I uh, feel like that's good. Et phone home. Well, yeah, so he's good at real crying, but he's also good at fake crying. Oh, I don't think so. I, I didn't think the fake. It but seemed over the top. No, it seemed that's how a kid would act when maybe, it's like, maybe, the, yeah. it seems like someone pretending to cry. It didn't sound the same as like an actor pretending to cry. Right. So I, I think that seems funny and he's trying to cover it and uh, and then he sees the flowers and it's more of a laugh. Yeah, I think he's he's great. <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, why don't you come with me? No, 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 no. Right. Would you like the flowers? I like uh, Michael's friends. Some of them are kind of funny, especially at the beginning when uh, 
when Elliot comes in and he's all like hysterical and they're just like, mom, oh, there's something outside. And then, and then he yells at them to quiet and he's like, no money, go out there. And then they just start laughing and they go and grab kitchen knives. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I like the faceless government. Uh, well, yeah. And that I feel like isn't fully explained either. Who, who are, are the people like, Peter Coyote is, he seems just like a enthusiastic UFO hunter type guy. Yeah. I w- I don't, I've never really thought of him as government other than there's the one scene well, he's where with they're the listening and yeah. Like from the van, like, well, just how they show up. He's obviously yeah. one so, of the guys in charge. Yeah. Oh, and I guess, uh, he does call someone major. So there is some sort of military involvement. And he seems like he's in charge. Yeah. Um, But he seems like he's not like high up. He's he's involved, but it's like he's not running the show. Yeah. I do. uh, Yeah. No, I like that there's no real villains in the movie. It's not like like I thought the whole time they are gonna be bad guys and it's gonna be this whole thing yeah but it's not as complicated as that yeah he's actually kind of a nice guy you can imagine this movie in the hands of almost anyone else there being a villain and it's like i know that kid's got an alien in there well it would be jurassic world where like the dr Wu, but even worse the other guy that wants to make the raptors weapons yeah and it's just like, this is ridiculous. And like, it's a cartoon. Like, these guys aren't... Like, I, it's interesting that they're faceless because it's a kid's perspective. That's fine. But that they're not actually just like evil. Yeah. Yeah. They just... Yeah. They want to study him. That's about it. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem nefarious in any way it's just yeah an academic <laughs> curiosity yeah. yeah think of what we could learn what else do i got here so yeah the dying i didn't buy it <laughs> but i do like i need myself a white et <laughs> yeah. yeah him like and it's cool because that looks real it looks you know he's sick like not that he didn't look real before, but it's like, that is what you would imagine him being sick looking like. Right. They get him back home and then he's more all dried out. And then that looks real too. It's like, yeah, these are like the stages of him getting sick. So yeah, pretty good. I love the house when it's in quarantine and the plastic tunnels and stuff. I always love that in any movie. Like, arrival or outbreak any of that like makeshift uh quarantine stuff i've it's just like i'm i'm on board and i like that it's their house and when i was younger i know i didn't pick up on certain things like when you're inside you don't even really notice that it's their house but there are like places where it's like that's the kitchen table or like whatever like just certain areas uh so yeah it makes it uh 
very real. That was one of the reviews I saw. It wasn't a very negative one, but someone was saying in the last third of the movie, when they're at the research facility, and I'm like, you idiot. That's their right. house. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you even see them leaving, like, when they're escaping and everything. It's like, what are you talking about? Where did I... <laughs> I was listening to some podcast where they said something to that effect where it's just like, you have no idea what's going on and that like they had the location completely wrong and what they were describing. Yeah. Which I'm sure I do. But like sometimes when it's like, how can you interpret I'm always fascinated when people are like, how can you interpret the language of cinema? Like this isn't, ah, uh, Okay. Jurassic Park again when Nedry clicks the button clicks the mouse and to start like screwing up the system but then it's a hard cut to uh like thunder Mm -hmm. right and as a kid I remember one of my friends saying Nedry made the storm (laughs) right it's like that's forgivable for a child yeah right when you're seven years old the language of the movie is telling you he clicks something. The next scene is thunder. Yeah. He just caused that to happen, but like, it's not an excuse for adults Yeah, (laughs) and like stuff like that happens. I had no concept of them pulling away in this van. Like I've never seen this scene before. (laughs) Anything like that. Uh, gives a little bit of action. Well, that's okay. Yeah, we can get. So I'm saying pretty much all the stuff I like. I do have things that I have problems with, but uh, just a little thing. It's fine, but there is no way ET is fitting in that bike. He is way bigger, and the weight of him, like that, is so top heavy. <laughs> and like you see a couple times when it's obviously Elliot not driving the bike or riding the bike and it's just like it's so like i'm perfectly fine with it but it's just like it's so obvious he seems pretty squishy he might like that it's just like a doll yeah, just nah. shaking in there and yeah it's basically like his head and yeah. where's his like, body you got the, right there a milk container there's no way <laughs> et is fitting yeah. in there yeah uh but it is a great image. I don't know. It seems like that's a pretty big milk crate, though. Just li- so. I've but got, how much this. is E.T. weight? He's the same height as Ellie. So that is one thing in one of the deleted scenes they put in the re-release. So you could not count it as canon if you want. But he weighs him. And he's r- ridiculously light. I forget okay. what it is. I I'm thinking like 45 pounds is what he says, but I feel like it could even be lighter. Okay. Because that's interesting. Like, but you're so fat. Like something right. like that. And then he's hollow. Maybe. Yeah. Or, and then he goes and he's like holding his hand up to measure how tall he is. Yeah. And then that's the first time he puts up his neck. Okay. He's kind of like showing off a little bit, but yeah, I think one of the reasons they don't do that other than it, not really adding much other than explaining how they can pick him up (laughs) Uh, is when 
it's the three of them looking at him in the closet. Like after Michael and Gertie first meet him, he lifts his neck up and Spielberg says, yeah, so that's him feeling safe and allowing himself to be vulnerable. Like your neck, right. when you expose your neck, that's like a, a sign of trust or whatever. Right, right. So I like that. But then Brenda pointed out, it's like, well, that's not the first time because when Gertie runs in, he kind of lifts his neck up in su- surprise and right. starts freaking out and stuff. So it's like, eh, kind of doesn't work, but I like it <laughs> because yeah, if that's his intentions in that part, other than it looking cool, it also has some meaning to it yeah uh well yeah and if he raises it up when he's scared or whatever that's also like animals get tried to get bigger yeah or whatever that's so yeah. that's fine uh one thing just back to the weight on the bike i'll just be nitpicky more about it just in that like it's fine but like i just notice it and I pointed out to my wife when I'm watching things, I'm like, come here, come here. When you can see, tell things are empty, when people are carrying certain things, or even when they fall. Two example, three, four, tons of examples. Uh, Seinfeld, when Kramer is carrying the air conditioner. Yeah. Michael Richards said, put an air conditioner in here because, like, you're bo- you hold something. Yeah, like an empty box. Your is balance com- completely different than yeah. like holding something heavy, yeah. right? Avengers, the first Avengers, the for opening scene when they're running out of the uh, <laughs> thing, and there's like all these plastic suitcases. Yeah, and they fall down. You can just see how they fall. Yeah, they are so empty. <laughs> like you can you can just see uh, like how things fall. I I distinctly remember in the Star Trek Voyager episode, Seven of Nines carrying this luggage. And it's like this stuff is gigantic, and there's no, no there's nothing about her that like she's super strong or something. And then it's just like there's no weight there. You are carrying <laughs> empty, uh, like uh, they look like bongo drums from Ricky Ricardo or something. Uh. But yeah, that's fine. But movie makers out there, I know you're listening. Make your actors have some weight. Even, what's her name? Kate Titanic. What's the... Winslow. Rose. Yeah. But like even that, and I don't even know it's necessary, but they said like the water was pretty cold in when they did Titanic. Which scene? <laughs> I don't know. I thought Maybe. the water was warm. Maybe for outside, like with the big like drowning scenes. But I think when she's like walking yeah, back and forth, inside maybe yeah, like in the hallways and stuff, and yeah. it's just like, and she's like her face and stuff, like yeah, because you're actually walking through freezing cold water, yeah, and you would have these these extra reactions, and it's like, yeah, s- sacrifices for the film, yeah, make your actors carry. It doesn't even have to be completely but just don't give them empty boxes when it's seinfeld actually uh the serenity now episode and he has all these computers on a trolley it's just empty boxes the way he's flinging that around is like you're superman all of a sudden (laughs) these things are empty yeah there's a few times where 
I know something is empty and an actor's putting in an effort of showing that it's heavy. Right. I can't think of specific examples, but, uh, yeah, those, when you can pick up, it's like, there's no way that that's actually what he's carrying or when they do it, they'll do a visual gag where it's really heavy for someone. And then someone else just picks up like it's nothing. Right. It makes you appreciate the first person acting like it was heavy. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you can do that with E.T. on the bike, but... (laughs) It's fine. Uh, Just... This is just nitpicky stuff. But I was not too impressed with the special effects of them riding the bike. I thought that would have been better. I feel like it's... Like, when they first take off, like, by the uh, cop cars, that's okay. Yeah. But then when they're actually flying around and then the compositing of like when the spaceship lands and there's like a group of them over, it's just like, this looks like a Star Trek episode. Yeah. Like this seems like TV budget stuff. I think, yeah, the flying at night looks fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's only the, the, daytime the end stuff. time day stuff. Um, so what happened when we were watching it, we started with the original and... We were we thought this was gonna happen. Um, the DVD stops. I forget what what scene it's at, but it just stops playing, and it was like, oh yeah, I remember this on this DVD. So we finished it with the 2002 re-release. So we saw the walkie talkies and some of the shots, and I, there were a few like the flying. I feel like they smoothed out. Doesn't look as cut out. And then that shot of them landing, I feel like they did some effects on the ship to make it look more glowy. But then, yeah, them standing in the corner, I do remember that. They just look like a cutout. Yeah. It's like two completely different shots, but they they fixed that a little bit. Um, And then, so maybe this is my other complaint. (laughs) It's not even a big one, but at the end there, when he's about to walk on the ship, I think it's like right after he says, I'll be right here. He lowers his neck to, and then picks up the plant and turns around and walks away. But that lowering of the neck, there's like no other animation going on. It's just like him in front of Elliot and it's just the neck going down and he looks completely still. It's like a little elevator and it's right. just like, this looks a little rough. Like <laughs> you could have been moving him in some other way it's just it looks like they're just waiting for that neck to get lowered by the mechanics (laughs) like uh so that was something i did appreciate in the the uh special edition it's like okay they animated that a little bit better but that's again something i've seen it a hundred times so now i'm like oh that's a little weird (laughs) right maybe some people wouldn't pick up on that but yeah uh just from my knowledge, like I'm aware of uh, the music. We can talk about the music. The main theme is amazing, but I feel like there's like a lot of different themes in this. Besides the main one, I was not impressed by anything. Like it just seems like that's because this paved the way for so many other things you're familiar with well but i would say the same with uh not the same but like 
Jaws has like two. Jaws has the main one, and then the like when they're going out. Yeah. And it's like those are the two ones that like that's what I'm gonna listen to. All the other stuff is just like it's not bad by any stretch. It's just I don't know. There's, whatever. There's it's no few. Jurassic Park. It's no Star Wars. But that's but really like. Jurassic Park, I feel like, is just the two themes. They're better. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not good, but I feel like E.T. has... It, it definitely feels older. The most themes. It's and interesting, like, the, I guess it's the instruments he chooses to highlight or use, because it does seem like it sounds like an older movie. Just yeah. that theme. Uh, I don't know how best to describe it, but yeah, him, uh, like I've heard people talk about this before where it's just like ET or any movie without John Williams. So like him getting on the spaceship, like if there was no music there, that scene would be hilarious. Yeah. But it's really awkward. (laughs) I had no, it's just, it's funny what you have, what you think, uh, you know, I would have never thought anyone else was there but Elliot. Yeah. Like, I knew that there was this scene. I've seen pictures of it before, but, like, that his mom and Coyote yeah. and the other boys are there. It's just, like, I had no, <laughs> like, thought of that at all. I thought it was just going to be... I wasn't even sure that the mother was going to know about this until... Yeah the like i knew that there was like some quarantine thing in the back of my mind but it's just like yeah that was one of the questions i remember from that trivia thing it was like who's the first person to see et and it was like the mom elliot someone like a few others and i'm like the mom like uh, I, i would assume it's elliot but like I was thinking about it. It's like, does the mom even see him or like, yeah, I couldn't remember. Yeah. They have that whole scene where she's comically not seeing him. Yeah. (laughs) Classic parents not paying attention. So I liked it. I have some more, I have some complaints now, but, uh, more good things. Like I think Drew Barrymore is awesome. Like, yeah, I like her a lot. I think Elliot's good. I think the older brother's good too. It's nice that he's not like Biff. Is it no buzz from home alone? Yeah. Right. Where it's just like, he's, he's an he older can brother, be a jerk, but he's not a jerk when it yeah. matters. Cause yeah, it could go that. Yeah. They don't get along or whatever, but no, yeah, I like his character. He, he does seem like a brother. Yeah. Like not, not really picking on him. One line he says that me and my brothers always used was when he comes home, he's like, how you feeling faker? <laughs> Anytime someone For was sure. sick and stayed home from school, that's what we would say to them. For <laughs> sure. It's like, you're yeah. not really sick. Yeah. <laughs> we always doubt it. Uh, and then also the scene where they're telling Gertie to promise yeah not to I, tell and then they grab the doll and they're like no no Gertie, 
Crystal! And it's like, we totally did that to my sister, like, torturing her dolls. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I thought... I got my other notes here. Uh, I thought there was going to be a scene when she says something. Yeah. I'm surprised that she keeps the secret. Yeah. That, and even when she, like, says the thing at the end, like, are they gone yet? Like, she's trying, she's doing a good job keeping the secret. Right. But it's like, they told me to give you this when they're gone. <laughs> like, it's an honest mistake for, like, a kid to make. Right. Uh, I'll tell you another cut scene. Um, after Elliot goes off with E.T., the mom goes out looking for them on Halloween and finds Michael and Gertie. And she has a great delivery. And she's like, besides, why would Elliot go out to the forest? Like, she's trying to act dumb, but, like, she gives this delivery and this little smile. And it's, like, super cute, but, like, also, I don't know, mischievous. (laughs) But, yeah, she does a pretty good job. I think Spielberg became, like, her godfather after this. Um... Do you know the girl that he kisses? No. So she went on to be in Baywatch. (laughs) And the Steven Seagal classic, Under Siege. Oh. She jumps out of the cake and is topless in that movie. That's hilarious. And that's the same girl. (laughs) I... Looking up movies on uh, Amazon to buy... I could look it up right now, but I see Under Siege there, and then this is the dilemma. People will not think this is a dilemma and will think I'm insane. Let me look it up right now. Uh, Is there a two-pack? It matters. You're debating. (laughs) So you can get on Blu-ray Under Siege, the first one, 1995. 20 bucks or you can get under siege one and two for $25 in the combo pack. I honestly debate with myself. Do I really want to spend $5 more (laughs) to get the second movie in a combo pack? Do I even want to own the second one? I, I haven't seen the second one. The first one's great in the 90s action movie way. Yeah, whatever. Uh, that's funny that that's the girl. And then another cut, almost like a cameo, but Harrison Ford was supposed to be in it as the principal, and he wouldn't even see his face. It was just him from behind talking to Elliot after the frog incident. But it got cut because of it wasn't really needed. I forget. Oh yeah, so it's happening the same time that ET is getting all the stuff up the stairs to build the right. communicator. So he's using the force <laughs> to move all the right. stuff up, and then Elliot's in a chair in the principal's office and starts floating around. So I'm glad they cut it because that really doesn't make any sense. Like, why would he... I feel a lot of things don't make sense. No, this one, that really doesn't make (laughs) sense. But it's cut, so ignore it. Uh, 
okay, talking about the force in Harrison Ford. <laughs> here we go. So here are you talking about episode one? Yeah. So E. T. This <laughs> will blow your mind. You know this, but so E. T. is in Star Wars. Yeah, or his race. His race, but Star Wars is in E. T. Yeah. So what is going on there? And to further blow your mind, when he sees Yoda, yeah, he starts saying home. Yeah. And walks towards him. So he recognizes Yoda. So Star Wars is a historical documentary about a long time ago. Yeah, I guess it and has to be. So, yeah, because... For those that don't know, um, in Star Wars Episode One, in one of the uh, what's it called Senate pod scenes, things, yeah. yeah, there's the little flying saucer pod things showing all the different races, um, and yeah, one shot you see three of them or so in one of those, and they're raising their hands in agreement to something. So yeah. George Lucas nods to his friend after Spielberg nods to him. So yeah, now they're canon in each other's universe. So yes, we can assume that. And I will just go further. E.T. just uses the force. Yeah, so E.T. is actually a Jedi. But for real. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not Because like joke. just like how like Baby Yoda... And stuff, and like, there's no. He, it, this is just the force. That's all it is. And yeah. he heals. Yeah. <laughs> now that that's yeah. a Jedi thing now. <laughs> but he's not using the force. He's using a glowing finger. So like, but that's just something he does whatever, when he yeah. uses the force. But like, I guess. Yeah, that's just him flexing. Just like Vader puts his hands out. He just happens to have his finger glow when he does it. So, yeah. Yeah. E.T. is a Jedi. So, it's not even... need That doesn't even need to be explained. Well, I don't know if he's a Jedi. He is a Force user. Okay. So, the Force is real, basically. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so how did Star Wars get made in the E.T. world, in our world? Ask George Lucas, where did he get his ideas from? Maybe he's been places. Perhaps. Um, speaking of E.T.'s design and the practical effects, I like how they use different wa ways of showing him. Is that the way to say it? They they have different methods of, like, sometimes it's a person in a suit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's kind of like Jurassic Park with using animatronics and the CG, blending them together. Right. But this is all practical. Uh, so one of them, uh, there were two little people that would be in the suit. Yeah. And you then could tell it sometimes. Yeah. And then there's the third one specifically. I know when, uh, he's drunk 
is actually a boy that was born without legs. Okay. So he's actually walking with his hands. So that gives it like a very alien look. Right. And yeah, the other performers, they're like under three feet tall. Like it's insane looking at the pictures. It's like, that is a very short person. Right. But I guess like even Vern Troyer, he was pretty short. Who? Uh, Vern Troyer. That's something else you haven't seen. You've never seen Austin Powers. Oh, okay. He yeah. plays Mini Me, right. which I'm, again, I'm sure you're aware of these things, but. Yeah, no, I know who he is. Um, didn't he just die? Uh, a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, a few years? I thought more recently. But yeah. It's recent, but. No, I just know Warwick and uh, R2 guy. I'm surprised Warwick's still alive. Uh, Warwick Davis, that is. In case you're thinking of another Warwick. (laughs) They're making a Willow TV show or sequel, I think. Okay. Either a Netflix thing or... Probably Netflix. I wasn't a fan of Willow. I've never seen Willow. (laughs) We don't need to do an episode. (laughs) When you were talking about the neck, I thought you would say, because you love seeing people or things eating, there's the scene he's chugging a beer yeah and the neck is moving and it's kind of spilling down it too but like i love the chug like how many ets did they make yeah i don't know so because there's obviously different like for people wearing them there's ones with mechanics in them there's ones where it's not even them it would just be the neck or just the hands yeah right like you just so yeah actually you don't there's people there's two different kinds of suits there's a suit with a mechanical head or there's the full animatronic puppet thing. There's also someone who was the hands right. for certain things. So, uh, yeah, there were many different ways that they did it. One thing I feel um, when he's laying out the piles of Reese's pieces like leading him into his room yeah there's like the top of the stairs and then you see the arms come out I feel like you can see the person kind of through the there's like yeah the banister or whatever like it's like I don't that doesn't look like the shape of ET that looks like (laughs) like it's like a a woman that's there but uh yeah she I forget why it was this person I don't know if she just has like really thin fingers or something (laughs) so she wore the gloves well uh yeah but like a lot of the practical things about it again there's stuff like this in Jurassic Park 11 years later but uh like blood vessels and yeah. like there's a lot of movement on the top of his head like yeah. it almost seems like when he's breathing like there's many lungs up there almost like they kind of go in and out yeah you, uh, well do you remember like uh when you're for the oh babies babies yeah and, like you can soft spot the soft spot on the top of their head that doesn't like harden up and like it's moving while their yeah. heart's beating yeah and stuff and it's just like craziness yeah um and his pupils yeah the finger scene like they uh dilate and whatever the opposite of dilating is (laughs) contract 
uh yeah i like it it's really good so yeah there's there's definitely some scenes where there's people off screen controlling the face a lot but then there's others where it's like ah just throw on a head on that person and (laughs) it doesn't need to move around or react or whatever yeah um how do you feel about his halloween costume (laughs) i think it's fine it's like like the mom not getting yeah (laughs) that it's that's not your daughter like yeah. I feel like his neck should have been extended because, yeah, because she's, she's not that short. She and not that round. Yeah. Like he's he's like a box walking. Cuz you see her later wearing a sheet over her cowgirl costume. Right. So it's like I can kind of see the head looks a little bit the same cuz she's wearing a hat. I do like that Halloween is just in it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was at the end, actually, for some reason. I and it's probably because the bike ride, where you see, see like there's the two scenes of the bike ride. Yeah. So then I just, I didn't realize that there was two scenes. Uh, yeah. But then, yeah, you have the ET perspective through the sheet, yeah. which is a different type of camera shot. Uh, yeah. I love the mom's costume. It's, it's, I feel it's very single mom. Like, right. (laughs) I I don't know what about it. Just like, it seems, and they even react. Like when they see her, they're like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) I think it's awesome. Uh, She's great in it too. Like, I know that she's in a bunch of 80s movies as like the mom. I remember Jay from Red Letter Media making comments about like all these movies. I I haven't seen many. I know I've seen maybe one or two others, but apparently she shows up in a lot of things. That's mm. just 80s mom. Okay, so we can talk about that. Just what is this movie about? Did you watch that HBO thing on Spielberg? There's like a documentary. Mm. So I, I think, think so. it's like two and a half hours long and it's just like goes through his career. So it's kind of a biography, but like kind of through the lens of all his movies. It's not every single movie. They focus on like the major ones more, but like, so yeah, just looking a little bit into this and like having watched that is like, he's obsessed with like divorced divorce and broken families and like it's in so many of his movies yeah it doesn't even need to be but like jurassic park yeah it's like he's with his her he's with her daughter he's getting divorced or whatever right like it's yeah it's in stuff that's not even uh relevant yeah yeah like that's a great example because the kids could have just came because grandpa owns a friggin island (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. yeah like it would have made that it's that one line you it know what no i never really put it together that that's the same thing in jurassic world like i knew in jurassic world right. that they're getting divorced but even though i i knew that line in right. jurassic park 
I never really put it together that they're doing the same thing. Right. That's like they're getting divorced to send them away. I always never put it together that that he's with his daughter. She's getting divorced. And those are probably her kids. So, yeah, that makes sense yeah. that they would go to the island. That movie's amazing. Uh, so, yeah. So Spielberg's parents got divorced. I think they actually got back together later in life. Well, yeah, I know that he has said that this movie, it kind of was a blend of ideas he had. He wanted to make a movie, not about divorce, but with that as like a backdrop type thing. Right. So like for some reason, this was the one. (laughs) Yeah. I just, but actually no, it works. I I get why it did it. Cause it's also, uh, Elliot is missing something in his life and it's filled with ET. So it's like, it works. It makes sense that this would be the one that include Uh that. I don't know if I buy their friendship or what you call it. Like, what is this connection? They're very, like, how long does this movie take place? <laughs> like, I just don't. It's a couple of days. Like... Yeah. Like, not that he, that he wouldn't be sad and all he that kind of him. stuff, but it's just like, I don't know. People talk that this is like the best friendship movie or whatever and it's just like i don't see this great friendship that they have because like there's a lot of time apart also like he stays home the first day okay getting to know each other all this stuff but then he's at school and like i don't really see this connection blossom or whatever i don't know it's fine it's just I'm trying to think there has to be something more here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, recently, I watched The Shape of Water. Yeah. I feel like these are almost the same. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I buy a friendship way more in E.T. than a romance in that. Because she gives them eggs. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen it. I have no desire to see it. Uh, well, that's it. She gives him eggs and he's, he likes to eat eggs. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, there's, I don't know, there's little moments in this. Um, and maybe it, it it is more just to do with their connection, however that happens. Uh, but like when he first sees him, when he goes out and looks for him in the cornfield, he gets scared, runs away, but then he kind of chases after him. And then he has like this look on his face, like a look of wonder or something like, right. what the heck was that? Oh, and he has like a bit of a smile. So he goes, searches him out. He pursues, <laughs> he withdrew. Uh, and actually E.T. apparently is neither he nor she. Just putting that out there. Uh, even though Elliot says he's a boy. <laughs> Where are you getting that from? From Stephen. <laughs> Is that a recent statement or 20 years ago statement? I don't know when he made it. Uh, because if he said it 20 years ago, I believe him. If he said it in the last couple of days, I don't believe him. Well, it was 
I think it's in the book. So this is at least 10 years old, this book. And I feel like those quotes are from around production. But yeah, maybe talking not. about book, there was there is a sequel book out there, apparently. And it's like about E.T. back on his home planet. Oh. And then there was talk of a sequel. Yeah, I know there there was a script written. I think it was called Nocturnal Fears. Yes. And it was like completely different. Like I forget the the details, but something about like evil ETs kind of coming back or our we might die, but our children will grow to see another ET movie made. There's no way. Once Spielberg kicks it and they sell off all the rights, I feel like Zemeckis, as soon as he's gone, <laughs> they're back to the future's happening. I just recently shared a deep fake of right. Robert Downey Jr. as Doc and uh, Spider-Man as <laughs> Marty McFly. Right. Uh, and at first when I shared it, I was going to say, make this happen. But then I was like, no, I don't want it to be remade. No. This is interesting and it's cool, but don't actually do it. Yeah. So I changed my comment on it before hopefully anyone saw yeah. that I was proposing no. to remake. They, they, there will be an E.T. movie made. There would... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it going to be a remake or a soft reboot? Kind of like Jurassic World where you're basically remaking it, but almost acknowledging the first one. Like... Yeah, you could have it modern times, another one comes. Yeah. And whatever. I find this, like Jurassic Park is interesting. They don't get into it that much. They kind of do. But like the implications for the rest of the world, like the first one, uh, like dinosaurs exist. Right, but you feel like no one knows about it. Yeah. This and like close encounters, like this one, there's tons of people. Like ET existed. There's no way they didn't take pictures of them. You know what I mean? So it's just like this and close encounters is like after th they leave, they have complete proof and hundred, literally hundreds of witnesses. Yeah. To this happening. So like any sequel, that universe, aliens exist. Did you see the, some sort of like internet company, like not AT&T, but something like that did a Christmas commercial. I read about it just because I looked well, up the actor. Yeah. So now that you've seen the movie, maybe you'd care more. Maybe you won't. But yeah, it was pretty good because it's not like a 30 second spot. It's like two minutes. Right. And it's uh, Elliot when he's older and he's got two kids and they like E.T. comes back just to hang out right. and they're watching Comcast or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> And that's it. It's just like connect with old friends for the holidays. But it was, it was pretty good. And especially considering it was all CG, I want to say, if it was practical. I couldn't tell, which makes it sound bad, but <laughs> uh, it was pretty good, though. And it's like, if there was a sequel, I'd kind of want it to be like that. Not that there's really any plot to this commercial, but it's just like, 
old Elliot and it's just basically the same thing. E.T. just shows up and hang out for a little bit and then he goes back. Uh, but what would be cool, and I'm not condoning this, <laughs> but if you're going to do it, you could have it be like interstellar. They're, tr- they're like Elliot and Keys are this team. We know they're out there. We got to find them. We got to make contact or whatever. And it's like almost the opposite where they're looking out. And then maybe E.T. can come back like a little bit into it. Uh, and then a war breaks out. <laughs> I thought... I need more action. <laughs> I thought you could... Like, you saw a split and stuff in Glass. I saw Split. I haven't watched Glass. Okay. but So you know the end of Split. Yeah. Which I feel like is the worst part of the whole movie. But no, maybe No I, way. But maybe going into it knowing the ending. Look. <laughs> it's bad. Like, I like that it was a surprise connection, but I feel like that scene is very poorly acted by everyone else. It might be poorly acted, <laughs> but the idea of it. It's fine. Like, the idea, I liked it, and that's the whole reason why I bought the movie. Uh, but I feel like you could do an ET. Do a surprise. A surprise connection. connection yeah. That, uh do something and it's like oh like do what prometheus did but completely don't even hint at it yeah and it's just like do not tell anyone and that's what people ET thought world um, shows up super eight was right because spielberg was involved and there was a lot of secrecy with it they're like is it gonna be some sort of et sequel right uh I like that movie. It's not quite as good as E.T., but uh, it's enjoyable. Actually, speaking of that, E.T. is one of those 80s movies that I feel like today are very hot to try and copy. Well, yeah. Like Stranger Things and uh, It. Like all these things that they're putting out taking place in the 80s. But watching it, it's like, yeah, there's 80s things in it, today they like over reference things and it's like oversaturated in 80s nostalgia and it's like watching this yeah their clothing has an 80s feel to it but it's not like everything is a reference it didn't feel that bad and like the star wars reference doesn't feel like anything because star wars has never left us yeah so it doesn't even feel like it yeah old yeah, it and the music not. that they use isn't super recognizable today. It's not the the '80s hits you hear on the radio. Like they're barely in it, but like, yeah, no, I didn't feel uh, overwhelmed. Whereas you want, I've not watched Stranger Things. I've watched the first episode of the first season, but then there's just like it's overdone. Yeah, where it's just like. These I kids, like Stranger Things. These kids would not have. But yeah, oh, I'm fine with it. I'm indifferent. But it's just like these kids would not have the thing poster on yeah, their wall. Yeah, is a great example. People I, point at. Other people have pointed this stuff out. Yeah, I I probably didn't pick up on that stuff, but it's like yeah, it's an R-rated movie. It wasn't even that big at the time. I feel. Right. But yeah, they have a th- poster of the right. thing. Like Star Wars makes sense. Yeah. Because how big it is, but like, yeah. Uh 
yeah, no, I don't really have any huge problems with it. There, I just, I feel like it does, even for a first time watch, when they find him in the river, that was shocking. But that till they escape with him is like boring. Like what? And I just feel like. What? Until they escape. So like. All the, the death scene. I don't think it. That's boring. <laughs> well, like it's interesting because. It's interesting. I just. Okay. It's not boring. It's. I know he's not dead. Yeah. Well, you know, they're going to escape. Uh, so it's just like. And the fact that there's no explanation for it. Like. I don't know. Well, what do you think was happening? I don't know. Like, I feel like my thought of just Earth's atmosphere, <coughs> that's not an original. But then why is, why can he come back? Shouldn't it be still killing him? Because he got rebooted. <laughs> I don't no, Biology doesn't get rebooted that way. Well, when you have a glowing heart, then you it does things to you. Yeah. Um, those doctors are actual doctors and kind of like the earlier scene with the toys. It was just like, here's this thing. It's got a problem. What are you going to do? And they're just like acting as doctors and trying things. Cause obviously they don't know the biology. It's like, let's try some, whatever. If, I don't know what they're saying, but they do things where it does just sound like they're guessing. Right. It's like, defibrillate them do this i don't know like <laughs> yeah no it's good <laughs> so yeah and i like that there's so many doctors with beards yeah it's like no one no doctors have beards today <laughs> no i always think that too because even uh in the fugitive yeah he is a beard right yeah. he's a doctor but then there's like flashbacks or whatever with him like with the mask on like you just think of like hair follicles yeah. falling into surgery. <laughs> yeah, he's a surgeon. Yeah, and and he's like a hairy beast. Yeah. Like it's not like Harrison Ford has a beard. Like it's not just like some little uh, five o'clock shadow. It's a yeah, beast of hair. He could run a comb through that. So, going back to the music, I don't know if this was the first one. But John Williams won best score for this. Good for him. Uh, it's, I feel it's, like he doesn't it's win It's finally enough. time that he gets some acknowledgement. <laughs> but really, by the Academy, which you could say doesn't mean anything, he has not won a whole lot. For all that he has, he owns like all the most iconic scores out there. Right. I don't feel like he's won a whole lot. How many has he won? Five. That sounds about right. But really, uh, this doesn't... I'd have to count all the times he's been nominated. But it's like he's the Meryl Streep of conductors. Mention the thing about that. Oh, so so yeah, one best score. Nominated for best picture, but didn't win this yeah lost to gandhi 
Never seen Gandhi. Directed by Richard Attenborough. Really? Yeah. Gaunt- Richard Attenborough. Oh, Richard Attenborough. Yeah. Hammond. Yeah. No, that's funny. Uh, I didn't realize that, but uh, he. When you said when you said Richard Attenborough, I thought Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> that's what I. <laughs> Different connection. Uh, what's the other Attenborough? His brother. David. 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 Uh, but Attenborough described E.T. as a quite extraordinary piece of cinema. And he said that he actually thought it was going to win. Uh, so I feel like there's something there where there was another year with Spielberg had, I think he had Amistad going up against one of his movies. Can't think of what it was and then lost again. And then he put him in Jurassic park or maybe he won. I don't know. There's something, not that they have a rivalry, but I think they were friends even before Jurassic park. Okay. Uh, but I didn't know Richard Attenborough was a director. Yeah. Like, I think I've heard that before, but if you asked me that right 10 minutes ago, I wouldn't have said (laughs) for sure. Like, it seems to make sense. I've seen to, yeah. Funny. Interesting. So other thing to note though, again, so Rocky did win best picture. This didn't, but looking up, on that AFI 100 Years 100 Movies list. Oh, it's on here. So both of them are on there. I can check one off now. Rocky was 57. But E.T. is 24. See, I dis- I can't believe that. I don't <laughs> that get So that. many people love it? <laughs> no, I'm okay with or everyone loving it. But I can't understand how you can say this is the top in the top 100 movies of all time. I don't get that at all. Well, I think I don't get. Maybe it is a nostalgia thing for some of you, but again, I didn't see it till I was. I just don't a young lad. Like, I don't dislike it by any stretch. I like it, but it's just like, what's so good about it? And th- my problem, <laughs> my problem, like Spielberg. I know it's weird because like. Compare this movie to a lot of other movies, it blows them out of the water. But, like, this does not touch, for me, Raiders, Jaws, Jurassic Park, even well, they're all Saving different Private Ryan. Styles. They're all different, but, like, I just feel like those, like, Spielberg action-adventure is way better than this. Like, I don't see what's so special about E.T. compared to, like, what is so special about this movie? <laughs> like, those movies, I feel. All the those things are spe- said. No, no, but those, are, I, I see them, that's in Bumblebee. <laughs> but it's not done as well. No, it's not done as well, but, well, I don't know. If they came out, if Bumblebee came out before, if Bumblebee came out in 1977 or 82, uh it could be a instant classic it would be on the afi top 100 <laughs> uh not if john cena was in it <laughs> that's true
but he wouldn't have been an 82, I guess. I like I just don't see what's so amazing. <laughs> like it's good. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's bad, anything crazy like that. But it's just like this this would be I don't know. I gotta think about it more, but like top Spielberg probably eighth. I can probably think of seven better Spielberg movies than this. Uh, well, to be fair, there are a lot of good Spielberg movies, but right. you're not going to have as much of an attachment to this having only seen it once. Yeah, I know, but I feel I'm pretty good at loving things that are good. <laughs> First time. Well, I mean, like just brand new things that I've never seen before, and they're all of a sudden amazing and change my life. Well, like I, I, I I don't think we're gonna get a better double bill of this you haven't seen as these two movies because right. I feel like they are so similar for both of us. I I enjoyed Rocky and I thought it was good. Yeah, but again, it's like what's so good about it's, it? For the majority of it, I was not bored but it's pretty slow and i saw its qualities but overall i was like yeah until the end i wasn't like fully even yeah i sure see, i was getting see, that's a positive review. not that this <laughs> qualifies anything because like initial watch is very important but it's just like why are you watching et over and over again i've i gotta look this up i remember hearing years ago some woman seen et 500 times or something she always she has it on a loop inside her house or something uh what why why would you sit down and watch et again like there's no action it's not very funny i think it's hilarious where's the humor it's in the family life like it's so real and those... i don't it's not uh, i'm not no, i'm not saying it's not real but that doesn't make it funny i don't even like there's it's depressing like the the divorce the divorce is constantly coming up like it's not i don't feel this is a happy i feel movie. like the divorce is like so it's every background like i know it's it's in it throughout it but it's one of those things that, like, when I was younger, I didn't even pick up on. No, but that's because like, you're obviously, younger. like, I knew certain things, like, saying, I can't, he's in Mexico with Sally. Uh, but, yeah, like, the whole beginning scene. Nobody go out there. <laughs> Stop, now, you guys stay right here. You stay here, Mom, we'll check it out. Okay. And put those guys back. And then the other scene around the kitchen table when they're talking about, uh, like, what he saw. And Michael's just saying all these things of, like, maybe he was a pervert or deformed kid. And then Gary's just like, deformed kid. <laughs> like, just repeating everything he's saying. Like, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Michael coming in when and uh, he's like... He says, uh, asks him about the goblin. He's like, he came back, Michael. He's like, he came back. He came back. Oh my God. And does the arm from outside. That's another thing we used to do when we were younger is do the arm trick. That's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. 
because it's just a older brother thing. Uh, I don't know. There's lots of things throughout. Yeah, I just don't get it. E.T. is cute and lovable. I think my instincts are right about E.T. <laughs> that it is like, it's exactly what I thought. It's like, yeah, it will be good, but it is You not, missed the boat. It is so, people are so blind by nostalgia. Like, I know I'm blind by nostalgia on certain But that's things. where, again, I for both of us, we were in, we were, it was before high school. So right. we were young, but it's not like I grew up with this. I saw it when I was young, but I was afraid of it. Like I have vivid memories of being afraid to walk close to my parents' bed because I thought E.T.'s arm was going to reach out from under there and grab my ankle if I walked too close. So I'd either keep my distance walking around it because their bathroom, their ensuite was on the other side, the, the, the entrance of the bedroom. Uh, so I had to keep like a good three feet between me and the bed or i jump onto it and then jump off to get to the bathroom oh, there for sure uh you're not a psycho you have to do that no otherwise et will get me yeah uh so yeah it's not i i don't have fond memories of it growing up until i was like 13 or whatever so uh, it must be me i understand why all these other movies like the Citizen Kane, I don't love it, but I understand why everyone thinks it's great. Yeah. Well, this like I don't, that. I though. don't understand why that everyone thinks this is so great. Like I'm not saying it's not good, but it's just like this is. People are saying like this is a perfect movie, type of thing. Like this is praised more than. Like this is one of the best of the '80s type thing. Like this is up. Hey, it's. 24 on yeah. like greatest movies of all time like yeah it's not uh and that's voted by like critics 1500 people right in the american film institute so it's not just like a yeah audience. tomatoes right <laughs> like, exactly one I of the negatives don't... that i saw people saying is like it's too i don't know if not emotional but like it's too sentimental I they're disagree. really pushing. I hate when people people say, "Yeah, Spielberg's too precious and nostalgic yeah. and sentimental." Shut up! I want him to be. I don't feel like he is in this at all. Well, yeah, and it's. Uh, I don't know if some of it is. I don't the feel... John Williams music. Yeah, it's but... like people are mad that they felt emotions, so they. And I don't feel like complain. this is over. Like sentimentalizing, like this is oh the good old days. I don't feel yeah. like this is the good old days. No, and yeah, like you said, there's the whole divorce in the background. Right. And yeah, people aren't happy. Like there's the whole scene when they're kind of like rem reminiscing about their dad. Right. And like, yeah, that's kind of sad. But yeah, somehow it comes out um, happy at the end. Like, kind of. Even though but he does e leave. he's leaving. And they're sad about it, and there's a whole. What, what emotional... are they going to do the next day? It's going to be kind of depressing. Yeah, they're all just going to be sitting around not knowing what to do with themselves. Remember ET? Yeah, that is interesting to think. What would they go through after? Because it's not like the government people are like, "Well, he's gone." Yeah, like they'd be 
interviewed for a and, solid week and pissed and it's also interesting that they had this perfect coffin for et designed and built and ready to go that's uh, just where they <coughs> kept their cold drinks yeah <laughs> uh so uh you know how snow white the voice of snow white that got like screwed money wise she's like this iconic voice but no one would hire her because she was too recognizable okay and she barely got paid for it right so the voice of et his noises are made up of a lot of different things but the speaking voice was like um the audio guy found some woman at a store she smoked two packs a day and i think he lowered the tone of the voice like so it might have been a bit higher but like that's just how she spoke right recorded her for like five hours or whatever it was she got paid like 300 bucks <laughs> and that was it <laughs> what okay we can talk about this this can go into everything i have no problem with that <laughs> well no one would have known that it would be such a big thing. So it's like, why would it have been written into like, you're going to get paid royalties. I have, or I have no whatever. problem either way. Like I've heard things like the guy that made the Seinfeld music is still getting huge checks because when they renew contracts and they sell it to Netflix or whatever, he's still getting paid people with, when they renew commercials, they get paid because they're in this contract unions and all yeah. this stuff. I have no problem if that's how it's worked out. That's how you sign the deal. That's the way it is. I, my only problem is like, it has to be worked out like this sometimes. And it's just like, I don't get that at all. If I have a hundred dollars on me and I say, Adam, do a funny voice. Let me buy that recording off you. In my mind, I should own that, and yeah. it is now mine to do whatever I want with it. Yeah. And if I put it in a music album and make millions of dollars, too bad. I bought that from you. Yeah. That's how I think. <laughs> like I think it's insane. Where it's just like this woman, five hours. Yeah, pay her a five-hour wage. Yeah. But and but this is the thing when they talk about movies. That's why it costs so much. Yeah. Like, it's just the insanity of everything costs so much if you do it well, through I, the proper channel. And I feel and like everything. this didn't cost that much. Like, it had a decent right. budget, but it was still seen as, like, a kid's movie that don't make money. Like, when you so hear... So they didn't risk a lot like with it. millions upon... Like, just think... Like, we're just normal people, Right? Like millions. I don't even know how to spend a million dollars. And these movies. Like I can understand super special effects. But like just do like an indie drama. You still need ten million dollars. <laughs> ten million dollars. Yeah. I mean you're paying people to do jobs. That's right. really what it is. I don't know. Ten million seems. It is a lot of money that I will never close to <laughs> no but it, i just it <laughs> seems insane to me like you can see how 
Like they can, you can do guerrilla style movie making and you just go out and do it like Blair Witch or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, it can, obviously there's different degrees and all this stuff, but it is like, yeah, it's interesting how much things cost. But how much things cost without special effects is what I don't understand. Why they have to cost so much. They don't have to cost that much. It's a rip-off. <laughs> we could have more movies if should, things didn't cost so much. You should go into accounting for uh, productions. Well, no. I, I Show them how to save some bucks. I think it's all the... It's, it's all craft services. <laughs> But that's part of it. <laughs> it is insane when you hear stuff like that. It's like just tables of food right. that go wasted. Yeah. It's just there just in case. And they have to feed the people like they're working. So, But no, I'm not. But, You're going to get a budget. Yeah. You're everyone get, gets. You get 20 bucks a day for lunch. Yeah. There. You know how much less Everyone money goes there? out to Subway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I I know if I was a director, I'd be under budget. <laughs> well, Mr. Spielberg, we know you're listening. Hire Nathan as your well, uh, he accountant. He he doesn't care. But I've heard that like he did come over budget on a lot of movies, like especially Jaws and all that stuff. But he was yeah. just fine because it made so much. Yeah. Uh but. Indiana Jones was like his first one where like it was a goal of his he says stay within stay within budget and within the uh, time the schedule and mm-hmm. something it's interesting yeah so good movie not a great movie <laughs> so <laughs> what do you give it then I it's four or four and a half like okay. it's, it has to be. I, it's good. I was worried that you just no. say, "Oh, it's fine. It's it's a three. <laughs> no, no, it's better than that. Okay, it's more than it's way more than a pass. I'm just, and you know what? Like, if Michael Bay mo- made this movie, I'd be very impressed. I'm just thinking this is post Jaws, pre a bunch of other stuff. But it's just like I can't say this is a five and out of five and jaws is a five out of five like i feel jaws is way better than this movie and there's a lot i love both of them yeah and like but, the, the thing but, with jaws like there it is action adventure but there's a lot of slow downtime too yeah like it's not it's not even an action right, adventure until right, the end exactly so like there's not uh i yeah, I would I, say, as you have like said, for the, many other things, this memor- is something special. <laughs> what? Okay, Jaws, the opening scene, the boy getting killed in the crazy camera shot. Yeah, the whole out on the water, the uh, Indianapolis is it Indianapolis story? I think Quint story. Yeah, the buoys, the yellow things, the shark attack. The explosion, the music, and then there's probably other things. Great, amazing scenes. This one, I would say the bike scene, not the running away, but when they take off, genuinely a great scene. 
That is cinema gold. What other great scenes are in E.T.? But that's the thing. They're all more personal yeah, scenes. Yeah, it's fun. But like any great movie, like, I don't know if you would list them the same way. Like, I think when they all first meet E.T. Okay, maybe. Like when Elliot does in the cornfield, when the other kids do when they come home from school. Yeah, I guess it just didn't Even have the whole scene of him it. showing him the stuff at the desk when he's at school i think is a great scene like See, all the I've stuff with him and the girl too i don't get that at all because i don't know what the heck's going on <laughs> this weird connection that he's back to the river back to the forest we gotta <laughs> save him yeah there's lots of things in this it's amazing uh yeah five out of five for me <laughs> Anything else you want to say? No. I I like the emblem symbol. Yeah, very it, iconic. It's cool. I like the oversized moon. So it is like, I've heard that too, where it's like a modern fairy tale. So like, like even the moon, right? Like the moon's way too big. Yeah, so it's like pretty low. It's a fairy tale. This is not real. The spaceship doesn't look real. Like there's the way that adults are portrayed right like it is like so it's like yeah let it go i gotta let it go things don't have to make perfect sense it's not even that they gotta make perfect sense it's just like why i don't even need the explanation to make sense it's just like there's just like oh so he's sick now okay yeah but it's it's not out of like does he have a cold or maybe it, he's breathing differently but like there's no like before like, that why, why isn't there even stuff elliot doesn't see like why isn't like he touched like a weird like poison ivy and he got sick or something like it's just like he's just sick and then he's not sick well okay here's a few things like i said before they even go out to the forest michael makes a comment that he doesn't look so good and Elliot's like, we're fine. He's like, what's all this wee stuff? Right. So he's defending him, even though Elliot is also feeling sick, but covering it up kind of thing. The thing is, E.T. always looks sick. But then <laughs> when he's building everything, he sounds like asthmatic. Like he's got some breathing stuff going on. <laughs> then they spend the night out in the forest, which even a healthy person can come out of that feeling kind of sick. So... I can, that could have pushed him over to be even more so because of exposure. Live, yeah, being naked in a yeah. cold river does seem like a bad idea. And That's there's, true. And there's that raccoon. Who knows what he did to him? Yeah. He kind of just bumps him, doesn't he? Yeah. That That is jarring. Like That was jarring because I, I know that I've never seen a white... E.T. like it was like what the heck is that uh yeah a million thoughts I honestly thought it was like E.T.'s wife or something dead there he they, the, like one. he was gone that's why he left he was finding another one or something yeah. I don't know it is weird like why does he even walk away where is he going like what what is he doing what happened in the night there 
Yeah, who knows? Well, these are all questions. I understand the shark. The shark symbol. <laughs> I understand the shark. Fish eating man. Yeah. Man kill shark. <laughs> there. Don't overcomplicate it. Well, those are two of our favorites. Join us next week when we'll talk about other childhood favorites that still hold up today. See you next week. from the guy who still owes me 10 bucks over that bet about which was going to be the bigger movie, E.T. or Crush Group. You know, f*** you, man, because time's going to tell on that one.